I don't know. Recording. We're live at Dr. <laughs> so is this where we play like the inch is, so should we play the intro music first like can uh, you do that or you do sure, that actually, afterwards no the first thing we got to do is a uh, moment of silence like right now yeah why not So um, we're live. This is a new well, thing. Now. It's happening. Yeah. Well, live from Doctor. Well, I think has the best radio voice, so probably introduce us. All right. So mm. uh, first off, we got. Uh, do we do we choose fake names yet? No. What's, I mean, we can. We're, no, we're going to be clean. If we're going to be censored, we don't have to have fake names, right? Yeah. And since when did you start calling? I don't know what you're because. For. Like I don't know. I feel weird calling people by by. You call me. What are you? Oh, you Papa. Oh, you those. I can't call you. <laughs> no, my dad. I've been since the day I was born. Just, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I, I probably just it's call not, you. It's not. You don't have to like it. It's I'll not a choice. I just call you. Piss you off. I don't look at like. I'm not like. <laughs> no, don't like it. Your last name's Smith now. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. That's what I'm saying. Personally, I've always liked my middle name, but I've never been called by my middle name. So, what is your middle name, Paul? Dude, that's my son's middle name. Yeah. Yes. Dude, you and you, me and your son have so much in common. <laughs> no, not at all. Jesus what do you mean? He's a piece Unless of you play, do you play D and D? No, I'm talking about my oldest son. Oh, your oldest son. Yeah. Do you play D and D? I want to. <laughs> oh my God! Stop, dude. Let's start playing D and D and then record that. Yeah. So no, anyhow, uh, this no. is the teacher's off task uh, <laughs> <our> <laughs> podcast. Yeah. He was supposed to introduce us, but he. Uh, well, I consistent with the, established who we're introducing co- ourselves. Well, consistent with the name. Well, he, I'm already he, exposed. Yeah. <laughs> got off task and went well we went from introducing teachers off task to being off talking task. about freaking dungeons and dragons like oh my god that's basically the premise of the show though i don't think dungeons and dragons no i mean it can task and getting it, off it task can be. that's what's gonna happen no, we're not talking about dungeons and dragons i'm dr by the way okay and we're on, on this side we got dr say hi dr hi i'm dr thanks i'm not a medical doctor <laughs> i'm a PhD in education. Hey, which and means I'm, it's a PhD. It's impressive. Which, which means I'm completely full of crap. Yeah, that's that's a fact. Um, I am Doc. Dude, who's that? Also a doctor, as well. And I am your host. I guess I know we're all three hosts, but I am your co-co-host, Paul. <laughs> And with the sexiest radio voice. I don't I don't consider this a sexy radio voice. This is nails on a chalkboard to me. No, wait till you hear the playback. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to recruit that someone else to do that. Jesus. <laughs> so this is episode one. Uh, this is the first time we've actually done a done a podcast. We've actually never... Nobody has, has done anything like this before. Done something similar to this on his phone and he played it for us and it sounded kind of 
pretty sexy. So we're like, yeah, let's let's go for it. So this is episode one. We we titled this horizontally launched projectiles. We're all physics teachers. And we're not going to tell anybody where we work because if we, already we don't want anybody. Ourselves. Yeah, we don't want anybody to call where we work and say that we're saying inappropriate things. But not like what we hear in the No, because we won't say inappropriate things. We're just going to say what needs to be said. Exactly. So horizontally launched projectile, the fear of physics teacher, uh, the the challenge is always drawing a cannon on top of a cliff, firing a horizontally launched projectile and having it not look like a giant penis on the uh, on the board. Can you draw a, a cannon for us right now? I'm going to describe this. Well, I mean, I'd love to, but I don't have a dry erase board. You need a whiteboard. You need a whiteboard? Oh, I should have came prepared. Actually, I have a whiteboard. Mm. All right, let's just do an, uh, an imaginary drawing of okay. this whiteboard. So um, Dr. Bob is now walking up to the board. He's got his um, he's got his marker in hand. He's drawing this nice spherical object. He's <laughs> giving it a little gloss. Uh, this is this looks like a rustic one, so it's got some cracks. And and this is okay. This looks like to be the wheel of the cannon. It's got some cracks in it though. And there's also a long elongated rectangle that he's drawing out of this thing. And it's also got some cracks. It's not quite rectangular. I feel like it's very, very phallic in nature. Um, and that's the point, though. That's yeah, because if you've seen a cannon, I mean, it looks like a giant penis. <laughs> you guys cannot see this, but <laughs> now holding up a uh, two coasters with one of our little mic stands. <laughs> oh my god! Obviously, indicating that we are having a cannon here. This is obviously horizontally projectile motion. Horizontally yeah. launched projectile yeah. motion. Yeah. So. You got the wheels of the cannon, right? You got the you got to think of a cannon in terms of like a Civil War cannon. Like you got the giant wheels, the wagon wheels, you know, large, circular, and have spokes. And I'm not very artistic, so I draw the spokes, and then I, you know, you draw the actual cannon that looks very phallic in nature. And then when you have those two things combined, the spokes of the wheel look like pubic hair, and um, it just looks like a giant. You know, penis on my board, and the kids start laughing. And I stopped drawing cannons two years ago because it kept looking like a penis. Dude, and then... Only two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best is when we were, we were in one of our coworkers' rooms, and she drew she was drawing rockets, and then this rocket looked. I mean, my God, it was a it was a giant penis on the board. She yeah, was like, you... yeah, I was talking to my kids about rockets, and uh, I was like, no, uh, I think you were talking to your kids about penises because there's a giant <laughs> red rocket on your board right you now. You just free body diagrammed a penis. I, I don't know. I still draw them. You know, if they if they want to have a dirty mind to think about it, then they can they can put their mind in the no. gutter. But other people learn. I don't I don't draw. You just got to move fast enough so they don't mention. I don't that. draw rockets. I don't draw cannons, and I don't say the word balls ever. <laughs> <laughs> can you? Well, well, what about like? Okay, so it's a basketball, or do you? That basketball is different. Okay, no, I, gotta, I might say basketball, but only on the rare occurrence. So, like, you don't say okay. So, when you're doing like a gravity lab, you don't say you're gonna drop the ball. Hell no! I mean, what? no, <laughs> no. The no, I'm witnessing a dropping drop, of the ball drop right the now. Balls? <laughs> drop dropping balls. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, have you guys dropped your balls yet? <laughs> I mean, you're 16. You I mean, know? when you're doing a lab, sometimes you got to ask that. You know, how else are you going to know whether they dropped no. the balls or not? No. Have you conducted the laboratory investigation? 
have you like and when I anytime I, I would use the word ball I say I go like this the spheres and I say it like that <laughs> like the spheres two spheres are heading towards each other like we just had a question about kinetic the kinetic energy of two spheres heading towards each other I call them bodies Two bodies? Yeah, two bodies. Bodies confuses, um, then they start thinking about, like, people. True, but that's how physics defines it a right, lot. So it saying does. that this body is, like, this body and that body, and they're, they're picturing, two like, a body person that has, like, body five, like, four limbs and a head and stuff, but you gotta, like, tell them, no, this is anything. This is just something that exists. That's me, at least. I don't know. I try the to... rigid body? The rigid body, exactly. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm Dr. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. is drawing rigid bodies on the board. Is it, Disgusting. Okay, is it okay to give yourself the title of doctor? Like, is it kind of unethical because you don't have a doctorate degree? <laughs> I, that's not for me to decide. I'm, I'm not offended. Because I know a lot of people, because I went by Dr. when I was playing music before I finished my PhD. My stage name was Dr. And people would accuse me of being unethical for calling myself Dr. Trying to like cure cancer, <laughs> <laughs> and what the about one person? What about Doctor J? He's not a doctor, is he? He's a doctor basketball. Google that. If somebody needs to Google that, is Doctor J Julius Irving an actual doctor? No, hell no, or is he's he, not. Is of he just? <laughs> is he, uh, you know who is though? Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal has a he has a EDD, not a PhD, but an EDD. Didn't we just see a commercial about that? E, no, that was e, ED. <laughs> like, that was erectile dysfunction. Yeah. And we had a nice little conversation about that. He does have a doctorate, from what I just what? briefly Julius Irving has a doctorate? I, from, I don't know. Hold on. I didn't get to it. It just, like, I briefly saw it before I clicked the link on Google. Uh, got his doctorate from... Earned a bachelor's degree from University of Massachusetts Amherst. Uh, I've been to that campus. It's a nice, nice little campus. It is an honorary doctor. You're right. Ah, uh, see, does that even that count? Doesn't count? That no. does not count. Count because I think no. Bill Cosby has an honorary doctorate. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been he's been uh, robbed of his doctorate since. The Have they? Ta- can you? T- I mean, can you take away an honorary? Do- I guess you can. Think, yeah. Why not? Yes, if you can like, give one, you can take it away. I mean, like, is there something written in the honorary doctorate rule book that if you drug chicks and you know? Do terrible, things. terrible things. I mean, I think that's like what doctors do, but I know what you mean. Doctors in general do terrible things. And men, I mean, that's kind of like their job, right? They do do some twisted <laughs> stuff, though. Like when you're like, hey, like your knee doesn't work or whatever. And like, bro, give me your finger. I'll chop off a piece of that, put it in your knee. You'll be good to go. Like, that's pretty <laughs> insane. That's pretty insane. That's crazy. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. They take like a ligament out of your butt and put it in your knee, and then you can walk again. That's insane. I don't know no. to which specific incident you're referring to. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, you don't. I'm not sure you really have ligaments in your butt, but I heard people that like burn their face, and so they get like skin from their butt and put it on their face. Yeah, yes, it's called yeah, a skin graft. A skin graft from the yes, butt. Yeah, but think and they of, are officially buttheads. 
But I'm fun, fun. Jesus Christ. We need a little drum oh my kit. God. Anybody who is listening, just just shut us off right now. All, 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 all four people who are all of our relatives. Like, my mom's going to listen. That's it. Oh, Jesus Christ. So if you're just joining us uh, for the first time, which you obviously are, because this is episode one. Um, uh, we, we, we're teachers off task, and we're... We're kind of just here. Uh, we we're, we are all physics teachers, and what we would like to do, the idea is just to talk about things that teachers go through on a daily basis and kind of address those things. And if you'd like us to talk about a topic that you are interested in, you can always email us. It's uh, teachersofftask at gmail.com. And, you know, we'll, we'll definitely take uh, everything that you have in question in, into consideration uh, as long as it's clean we can't you know obviously talk about talk about what well if I say it it's not clean like yeah. sexually transmitted diseases well I guess we could talk about that because yeah, that's, that's science not, right that's science yeah because I mean to some people maybe not like Westboro Baptist Church that that's not science to them it's it's punishment mm-hmm. you know if you get chlamydia it's because you committed a sin when you were four but uh <laughs> you know but that's that's their ordeal I mean, yeah, we can talk about anything. Yeah, we can talk about anything. I mean, the goal of today's lesson, our, our learning objective is... Oh, Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> learning objectives. Continue. Uh, horizontally objectile motion, which we have, we've talked about drawing penises on boards, but we haven't really talked about what a horizontally launched projectile motion is. Maybe should we do that? Maybe we should, you know, talk about like some challenges that, the, are, that, are, that arise while teaching horizontally launched projectiles, because it's actually a very... It's a very challenging unit for me. Like I, I teach on level, which means it's just regular physics. These two beautiful bearded bastards over here, they actually teach AP physics, so they go a little bit more in depth. I teach regular physics too. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. You also teach regular on level physics, but you also teach AP physics. But there's certain challenges that that come up when you're trying to teach kids how to calculate how far a bullet's going to go if it's shot. You know, two meters off the ground and it has a you know exit velocity of two hundred and twenty-five meters per second. Now the key word here, well, I don't know if you said it, but it's it's being launched horizontally, I assume, right? Right, yeah. yeah. So you're at a you're being launched parallel to the ground. Parallel to the ground. So this is this is the whole thing, is that uh, and the thing that might surprise you if we took the same um, the same bullet and instead of firing it out of the gun, but took it at the from the same height and dropped it, it's going to take just as long to hit the ground as that fired bullet, which is the premise of a lot of our things when we talk about horizontally launched projectile motion. Like how far is it going to go? Well, you have to know how far it's moving horizontally. And if you know that, you can calculate how long it's going to take to hit the ground because the only thing that matters in that instance, if it's being dropped is the force of gravity. Because horizontal and vertical motion are independent. They are very much independent. Just like Beyonce. By the way, is the only one of us who actually has a physics degree. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an honor of physics degree. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, and I, well, I know how you can talk about STDs. Mm-hmm. Because... <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious, and it relates to our topic. Okay, all right. Because speed times time equals distance, and I have written that on my board. S times T equals D. So you gotta pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, see, I get that, but I use velocity. I don't use speed. I use velocity. 
But if you use velocity, then you're talking about displacement. I, I understand this. Yes, I know. I know. But uh, and then you got a VTD, and that's but, really messed see, up. See, but I got to keep it. I have to keep it like. <laughs> I got to keep it simple because uh, I don't teach AP physics, and you'd be amazed how many kids are 17, 18 years old and cannot grasp the difference between displacement and distance. Or, for that matter, the difference between velocity and speed. Even though you tell them 100, 100 times, you have them write down the definition, you show them the definition, you give them multiple um, examples, but they just cannot grasp the difference between velocity and speed and distance versus displacement. Now, this is interesting because after teaching on level last year, I taught distance and then displacement. Those are the two things that I taught. And distance um, was defined as something different in AP where they have distance, displacement, and path length. Path, path length? Path length. Mm. Which are mm -hmm. three different things. Now, it's distance is path, path length. Link? Distance is not path length. Distance path is link? what speed is to velocity. Distance is just the magnitude of the displacement. Displacement has, you know, it has a direction and then it has an amount. So the amount could be like five miles, but the dis or the dis the, the direction would be five miles, say east, five miles north. Distance would, the distance is not in the that path case length? would still be five, but the path length is different. Like distance and displacement are like the same thing. Distance just describes the number affiliated with the displacement. I used to date an Indian girl named Pathlink. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when you said that, I was like, what? Pathlink? No, See, Pathlink. Now, when you're talking distance, displacement, and Pathlink, the Pathlink has the most potential to be complicated. She was very complicated. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't agree, man. Where did you get this info from? From the book. From the book that they have. The, the college textbook that we were using. It, it distinguishes between distance and path length? Correct. Oh, you're going to have to show me that okay. on Monday. <laughs> Which is tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. That's like everybody's dreading. It's like the getting towards the uh, end of the semester and we're going getting close to Christmas break and everybody just dreads going to school. Cause first of all, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but the kids kind of being like bigger buttholes than normal. Oh yeah. Well, I know. No, mine are, mine are great. Like before the break was when they were being the biggest buttholes. Cause they're tired. Mm -hmm. And I was too. I think maybe it wasn't so much them as it was me. I will say this, man. I feel a whole lot better. Like this last week, I felt a whole lot better. Than I did the week before Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Like that before Thanksgiving week, break, I, I didn't want anything to do with anybody under the age of like 40. <laughs> like, I mean, that includes, you know, includes Bridget, my wife. I was like, how old are you? She's like 38. I'm like, oh, get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> like I need, I need somebody in my life who's hilarious. Are you younger than me? Didn't you just tell me that? No, you're one year in a couple of weeks because like you're, yeah, we're in the same birth month, but I'm at the end of the month, you're in the middle and you're one year older. I'm a year older than you? Yeah, we graduated high school in the same year, but I graduated high school early. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I know my parents were like... Asian. <laughs> well, one of them was Asian and uh, they were like, no, we're going to go ahead and start you in school early. So I'm like in, you know, seventh grade, I was like 11 years old. Which is 
insane when you think about it. You're in junior high and you're 11 years old. Most kids are in fifth grade at 11 years old. I'm 11 in seventh grade trying to play sports. And like I'm just oh this tiny little half Asian kid, like chubby. And all I want to do is just, I just want to go home. Like I hated it so much. It was it was awful. Like it's so, need, so bad. We talk about your background. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's like, talk about your upbringing. You saw Dr. Like you would not think this dude was Asian. <laughs> <laughs> and like if you knew anything about him, like he's like, he's the hardcore like redneck. <laughs> That's how he comes off at first. But then you realize like he's an actual genius. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think... I don't think that I'm any smarter than anybody else. Like, <clears throat> I, I think Bridget is a lot smarter than me. Right now, she's pointing Shout at me. Shout out. Yeah, right now, she's pointing at me saying that, you know, mouthing, oh. you're a dumbass. <laughs> 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 but, like, I don't just, I have, okay, so I have a PhD. Okay, well, all right. So I got a PhD and I have three master's degrees. But, that's besides no the point. That, yeah, no but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that I'm smart. It just means that I figured out the system. Uh, I figured out how to be good at school. Dude, like I figured you, it out. How yes. else would you define smart, though? No. Okay. So well, time out. Like because uh, I do a lot of stupid stuff. Like I, that's I true. played rugby for twenty years. Like how stupid do you have to be? To play rugby for twenty years. Like, I mean, apparently, smart enough to be a to get a doctorate. Like. Yes, and like, like seriously, like I'm, I'm across the hall from Doctor, and I'm sitting in on some lectures. I have no idea what's happening. And this dude's like explaining like DNA mitosis processes or whatever. I don't even know what it is with alleles. And I'm, I don't know that what's would happening. Be, that would be, <laughs> uh, that would, yeah, that would be uh, genetics. So if we're, ta- if we're talking about alleles, we're talking about genetics. You teach a range of things. It's like, how many preps do you have? Uh, I got three. Three preps? Yeah, so I do AP biology, AP environmental science, and then physics. That's crazy, because like, I teach I teach AP physics, and I teach physics, and it's like it's the same content. One of them is just a little harder, and I'm just like, okay. overwhelmed. Well, it's, it's not easy i don't want to say it's easy um i kind of just take it in stride like with biology it's i mean one of my master's degree was in evolutionary biology so that it really is not a difficult subject for me at all it was just really organizing the course and getting everything the way i wanted it to be organized in the sequence that i wanted it to be organized in and i did all that last year when i you know when I first taught AP biology, when they asked me to, and then, but the problem is, is that I'm so strapped for planning time. That's with three preps, like something's got to, something's going to suffer. Like some class is going to suffer. And unfortunately, you know, that's my environmental science class. It, it kind of suffers a little bit. And it's kind of also difficult for me to teach environmental science when it's such a simple concept. I feel and they want me to go so in depth on all these things. Look, man, it's environmental science. All right. Don't litter. Don't pollute. Turn the damn water faucet off when you're brushing your teeth. Don't take an hour long shower. Don't waste all this water. Don't throw trash in the river. Don't do these things. You know, <clears throat> buy a car that uses less fuel. Like, try to. Are you guilt tripping me right now? What? Guilt tripping me right now. Well, you drive a minivan. <laughs> that thing gets like 35 miles a gallon. Yeah. Like, I have this giant truck in the it's back because I'm a. That bad. Because I'm a redneck. I got this truck in the back <laughs> with this gigantic V8 that gets 14 miles a gallon, and I love it. 
<laughs> but I also, you know, I also got the commuter car. And there's a dead deer See, in the back. Okay, so, so for, there's there's a dead deer packed on top of uh, firewood. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I learned some stuff today about that. I'll get that into that in a second. But um, back to bears. Back to bears. <laughs> no, I think I think a lot of what we have to teach the kids is like it's how to teach themselves because we could like tell them information all day and they can regurgitate that information but unless they can like go out and seek that stuff i feel like there's really no better person equipped to do that or to teach them how to do that than you are i mean you got the phd well i'm flattered um <laughs> i'm not sure uh i mean that is one of the things that i always try to instill in my students is you know if you don't know the answer you got to be able to figure it out yeah mm-hmm. that's um, an important life skill man. yeah that's and, what i'm starting to tell my ap kids too is like they they just they see a question they're like you didn't teach us how to do this and i'm like well i'm not supposed figure to figure it out i focus this year on pointing out the fact that there are like in indefinite like in so many different scenarios that could come up like we can't possibly teach you all of them so you have to learn the fundamentals and then be able to apply it to whatever question comes up. There's no way that I can prepare you for every single question. No, and they're going to come across things in life. Like they're going to have to figure it out. Right. They're going to have to use their brain to solve this puzzle that is before them, like in one way or another. And I'm going to use a, a mm-hmm. redneck metaf- uh, redneck experience of my own. Uh, so like when I... When I butchered my first deer, okay, like, you know, I, when I was a kid, we just, I just shot the deer and I gutted it and then just took it to the processor. Well, I was like, well, I don't want to pay. He was poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to pay $400 to process this deer because I'm a teacher and I don't have $400 to spend on getting this deer processed. So I'm like, I'm going to do it myself. I got to figure this out. So what kind of meat do I want? I want steaks and I want stew meat and I want fajita meat. I'm like, Okay. And I looked up some videos on YouTube and that was like the first thing I did, but I didn't do, I didn't butcher the the deer the same way the guy on YouTube did. I kind of, you know, took it and I modified it to get what I wanted out of it. And um, that's what these kids got to be able to do. They've got to be able to like get a starting point, a foundation to solve a problem and then put their own spin on it and make it, make their solution fit what they need. Mm-hmm. You you can do anything now, oh, like because yeah. there's tutorials on YouTube. Like if you want to learn how to make meth, there's a YouTube tutorial. You know, I've always loved Skittles. I found out the other day how <laughs> to make Skittles. It's <laughs> one of the one of my things that I wanted to learn in life is how to make this. How to make Skittles? Obvious, an obvious it's example. It's a bunch of, of like sugar and like other ingredients. The, the 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 look the one that I did, they were deconstructing it. They didn't have the ingredients. Well, they had the ingredients, but they didn't have like the method that Skittles were made. Um, I should probably give him a shout out, but I don't remember who it was. <laughs> Skittles. I think you just gave Skittles a shout out. If you if you Google how to make a Skittle or how to make a gourmet Skittle, then it'll pop up. But um, that's such a random thing. It is a random like. thing, but I wanted to know how to do it, and I did it. Also, you know, one of the things I want to learn how to do as I'm learning right now is how to get us podcast started. So we're all in this together, I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that part that part is following all on you. Like we're just here talking BS into a microphone you're the one who's got to go put it on like freaking soundcloud Mm -hmm. well the first episode always kind of sounds a little junk and that's that's okay i'm okay with that it's going to get better it's gonna get better 
Well, I think it's pretty fantastic yeah, I think it's, myself. It's great right now. Did you know that Google News has a physics section in their science like articles? So like nice. if you go to Google News and you click on the little science tab, there's like, oh, latest environmental science, outer space science, and then there's physics. Dude, we're gonna use that. To and then there's also some yeah. topics. There's also a genetics. Oh, you know, see, I'm out. Oh, okay. So here's it. Okay, I clicked on genetics. Here's the first headline. You ready? Oh, yeah. Can biology class reduce racism? What? Let's talk about that. <laughs> That's an interesting. <laughs> That's topic. a really good topic. Can biology? Okay, I teach AP biology. All right. Can biology class reduce racism? Well, what what do you think? You're the smartest one out of all of us. Like I, I think, think you are. One one of the things that, that that causes racism is just seeing the differences and being so overwhelmed by the differences that we see within the races that we combine. We we just consider them totally different. We consider them separate, and we don't really think about what we have in common. Which I think is what biology kind of stands to kind of show. I us. think that it's a lack of seeing the commonalities. Exactly. Yeah. Like you know, like you're, you know, because and, and like ignorance because. Like I came from a, a small school and the diversity as far as culture, which race is not culture, um, it's really limited. And so you, if your day to day is like you see someone, it's the only kid in your school like that. And they're always, you know, they have this personality and this behavior and that's what you grew up with and all you ever saw like it's obvious that you would have that kind of perspective but when you go to a school like ours now where there's you know 20,000 children um you there's a you get exposed to a lot of different culture and personalities and I I wish that everybody could have that experience and I think that that would eliminate a lot of racism so it says here that the, so the new approach to teaching uh to teaching this biology this portion of biology is uh it it devotes time to the genetic differences across human populations or how every species is shaped by a complex mix of genes in the environment and uh, it's kind of odd that this we saw this because I actually talk about this in my biology class all the time. Like the only difference between people of different skin color is the amount of melanin in their in their skin cells. And that's it. Like that is that is it. That's it. Like, what, do you, what do you mean? Because like different like races have totally different like. Bone structures? Yeah, bone structure. No, they and... don't. You are insane. No, they do not. That is a common misconception. Okay, what? That's that, not. No, is there dude, a misconception like... that they have a high risk of diabetes? Because I hear that. Well, lot. okay. So when dude, you think, are you telling me you could see like a Tongan guy and he's gonna have the same pointy nose I do? He's gonna have the same overall bone structure that you do. We're talking about generalities. Like, okay, yes. Yeah, so there are some races that have different shapes of yes, different that's features, and most of those features are in the skull. Okay, most of those different yeah. shaped features are going to yeah. be in the skull, which makes your facial features. Um, but overall, in a generalized sense, it, it, if you take the skin away, everything everything's the same. Everything's the same. You have the same number of muscles, same number of bones. Yeah, that's true. Same same bi- biochemical pathways, but 
asked for the question about like, okay, well, there's some people who are more prone to diabetes. That's awesome. Cause I also talk about that in my class as well. So like which groups are more prone to diabetes? We'll talk about in the United States, which groups are more prone to diabetes? I mean, I, I've heard rumored that the African-American community is the one that has more high okay. risk of prone. Uh, you know. And who else? I don't know. That's, that's all I've heard. I, I, I've not researched this in depth. depth. I just Okay, so here's, here's my theory. And this is a theory. And if someone is actually listening and has any kind of background in any of this uh, keyword, if someone's listening, here's my theory is that so you have these cultures and uh, quote unquote these ge- these geographic races that because that's really what it is that's a scientific term that's a biological term is geographic race um, <clears throat> that have evolved to fit a specific ecological niche at some area of the world. So if you have African Americans like through hundreds of thousands of years, if not millions of years, they have evolved to um, exploit an equatorial or a tropical ecosystem to their benefit. They have, they have basically evolved their body to fit that ecosystem, which you have, mm-hmm. you're going to have uh, lots of plant fiber. You're going to have a little bit of protein from animals, and then you're going to have a lot of fruit sugar, you know, really simple sugars that your body can break down pretty fairly simply, but at the same time, getting the, uh, the cellulose fibers from the plant cell walls. Now, you've taken those geographic races and you have taken them out of that ecological niche that they have been using for the last 100,000 years that they have evolved to match. And you take them out of that and now you put them on an American diet of McDonald's and a bunch of other crap that they have not evolved to process. And something's going to give. Like I, Something has to happen. Can I just say right now that I'm falling in love with Dr. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the same thing. You take <laughs> any, works. you take like Northern Europeans who grew who grow up on a uh, low sunlight or not at least not direct sunlight. You know they're fair skinned, light haired, blonde hair, blue eyes. They eat a lot of fish protein, a lot of omega threes, etc. And then you take them out of that environment. You take them out of that northern environment above sixty degrees latitude, and you move them down into. Texas, where it's 130 degrees in the shade in the middle of August, and you feed them a Whataburger. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Something's going to give. And you have yeah. these pale-skinned gingers in Texas running around. Guess what happens to them when they're 40 years old? What do they get? <laughs> cancers. <laughs> they get cancers because you've taken them out of the environment that they have evolved to match. Um, and we're not hating on Whataburger because that's one, you know, that's a fantastic place to eat here in Texas. And we love Whataburger. And yes, it is delicious. If Whataburger mm-hmm. wants to send us, you know, Whataburger, like hook us up. <laughs> yeah, there's a Whataburger right down the road. I mean, if you want, if you guys want to sponsor us, like, hey, we can be like this episode of Teachers Off Taz brought to you by Whataburger. And it's delicious. You know that honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich? Mm. <laughs> Right, yeah. My son, my, my <laughs> youngest son gets the um, it sounds, barbecue chicken sandwich it with no so sauce. It sounds with no sauce. Wait, hold on. Yeah, I'm getting off task. I was about to relate and say we got another thing in common, no, he but gets no, like, that changes everything. He gets this <laughs> barbecue like chicken tender sandwich or whatever <laughs> with, with no sauce. Yeah, no barbecue. So he's like, I want the barbecue chicken sandwich. So he's no getting, barbecue. You know, you can get chicken strips and it comes with bread. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> you can order chicken strips and it comes with bread. Like a well, Texas pizza, toast? It comes with, I'm pretty sure it comes with toast. I yeah. could be wrong. I could yeah, be wrong. you get like the chicken finger basket. It, it's not a basket. Baskets are Dairy Queen. It's but a, like, I mean, it's a, ba- it's a box. Shout yeah. out. Yeah, it's a box. <laughs> and it comes with gravy. Yeah, and Texas toast. Yeah, it's supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, it also comes with the cheese. There's the cheese. Cheese? The yeah, there's cheese on the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. I don't know. I've, I've never had one. Oh, well. It sounds amazing. It's right? amazing. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. sounds really simple, but it's really good. I get that grilled chicken sandwich with like the onions and bell peppers on it. I've never had How one. the hell did we go from like human evolution to Whataburger? That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> is that is this what is this what this is all about? Is like the, the teachers off task. We're living up to, living up to the name. But right. this is a testament to how genius Doctor <laughs> is because like he's on task, right? And I'm, I'm trying like, to keep you guys I, on task. I'm supposed to be the one that's the voice of reason, which I am, you know, most of the time. But I feel like today, like I'm definitely the one that's like messing this whole thing up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, I mean, no. I, I will say, so back like, to bears. as far as far as my heritage goes, or however you call it, like I, I don't think that I was equipped to eat Whataburger every day of the week. But I've only been convinced no. of this since like a couple of years ago. Because before that, I could eat anything I want. But now it's just kind of like it's it's hurting. That's called getting old, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you gotta, you gotta. Like yeah. the, the closer you are to like nature, like as far as eating, like it it grows on the plant. You eat that. Yeah, the closer you are to that, or you kill your own deer, throw it in the back it, of your pickup. It, like you won't. Have, okay, you won't have. You won't have heartburn. No. You won't have like your yeah. bowels will be as regular, dude. It's like right as rain. <laughs> you know, every day, eight thirty a.m. Bam, time to go. Oh, I need two minutes. Got to go to the bathroom real quick. Like two it, minutes. Two minutes. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Which, by the way, like across the, I'm across the hall. So this dude is like, <laughs> one of my first impressions of him was like, bro, watch my class. I need two minutes. <laughs> and like, by the time, like I like shut my computer, like locked my computer or whatever and came back, this dude's already walking back to the classroom after his like I used two to teach, trip. dude, I used to teach in a prison, man. So like the one of the things that. What? Yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't know this. Yeah, so like one of uh, my second teaching job, my first teaching job was at a was at a uh, math and science charter magnet. And wait, are you calling that a prison, or are you just saying? No, it was an actual prison. Oh, so but it was a juvenile prison, and I'm not talking about like juvenile. Like it was not juvenile detention center, uh, county jail where they take all the kids that you know slap their teacher or whatever. No, this was a prison. For juveniles, like we had rapists and murderers and drug dealers that were like 15 years old. It sounds like a really good topic. It it was, dude, it was nuts. And it's one of those weird like uh, sections of education, secondary education that nobody thinks about. Because when these kids like get arrested and they go to jail, like they still are required by law to go to school. And there are teachers who have to work. In these prisons, like these juvenile prisons, there are teachers that are employed there. And it's like, and, and one of the, it was weird because when I interviewed for the job, uh, the guy, the principal there was uh, Mr. Johnson at the time. Uh, he, he's a principal in Midland now. Um, he asked me, he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, do you know what you're getting yourself into? I'm like, yeah, man, you know, uh, I think it's just a, it's a really noble thing. What, what's going on here? Like we, you have these kids that are incarcerated. Like some of them are in there for like for truancy. 
which is the which is a whole another topic. We could have a whole podcast on that. But you know, you know, you someone's got to be there to get them on track. You know, there's a thousand kids in this juvenile detention center. You may save ten. You know, one mm. percent. You may save ten out of a one thousand. Or okay, I'll reduce the fraction. One out of a hundred. You may save one out of a hundred, and to keep them from when they get out. Just going back to whatever they did, mm-hmm. and it, the hardest part about working there was uh, when I when kids would get out and we read in the newspaper, you know, they they getting picked up for murder or getting picked up for selling drugs or something because a lot of them were from the town that I lived in at the time, and it that was that was crazy, and it would just you know it would go through all the teachers. Hey man, did you hear? Did you hear Jonathan got picked up? Yeah, oh, no man, what what happened? Oh dude, the newspaper says he shot somebody. I'm like, what? He shot somebody for what? Over a bag of weed. You're like, dang. That, I mean, that's that's kind of weird because like this 13-year-old kid who's like the sweetest oh. little boy in the world was in this juvenile prison for like, I don't know, punching his principal. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Dr. Bob, I just want to get back to school and do things right. I'm like, hey, you know what, Jonathan, you're going to be okay. Like, he's a smart kid making A's and everything. And then he gets out two weeks later. He, like, shoots somebody over a a bag of weed. Oh, man. So I had had one of those students in my first period class that was involved with all the stuff that happened um, a while back. And I was so upset, like... He did his work. He cared. He asked questions. <laughs> and now he's gone. And I'm just like, ah, oh, why? The smartest, uh, I think, you know, in, in over a decade of teaching, like one of the most intelligent students I've ever had was um, a kid that they picked up from, uh, he was from Mexico and he was in this juvenile prison. I can't remember his name, um, but he was caught running drugs across the border. And apparently... You know, when when they caught him, like he punched a he punched a border patrol officer or something like that. But whatever, besides the point. But he was like the smartest kid I'd ever met in my life. He spoke no English, and within one year, he taught himself how to speak English. Dude, those kids are amazing, man. Those Dude, p- kids that can teach themselves how to do things—that's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, like, and he—that's intelligent, man. He was he was freaking brilliant. I mean, brilliant. I'm like, oh, where is this kid now? I'm just, I'm so curious because, like, I, I, I could taught him anything. Like, I, get, I gave him a yeah. book, and then he came up to me. He asked me, he's like, you know, oh, you're, you know, obviously you got to think about it. Like, this is a kid from Mexico talking to me, so it doesn't sound like this. Uh, you know, oh, you're an evolutionary biologist. This is after I had my master's degree in evolutionary biology. He's like, I, I'm really interested in it. Like, do you have anything that I could read? So I gave him a book that was called Introduction to the Primates. That was um, just it basically talked about, OK, it talked about all different uh, genera of, of primates and he read it and came back to me the next day. And, and the funniest thing he said to me was like, you know, I read this book. It took him you know, less than 24 hours to read this book. Oh, man. He's like, I read the whole thing. But I didn't understand Anything. I don't understand nothing, man. (laughs) I was like, well, of course you didn't, dude. You're 16 years old. You just taught yourself English. Like, of course you're not going to understand anything. 
<laughs> He's like, do you have it? Do you have it in Spanish? I'm like, I don't, dude, I don't know. <laughs> but, he did, but he was he was the smartest kid I've I've ever had in class. Do you think that when you're at a school like that and you, you like you made the comment like, um, like you're only gonna save one out of a hundred? Like we have to reflect upon that, right? Like, is it worth it? Because like like when you what I, what I mean is like you teach all day and like. You have all these like circumstances where you're like, oh my God, I need to go fill out an application to Home Depot. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then, <laughs> then a kid comes up and like amazes you, you yeah. know, and you're like, oh my, like you, like you, like I've taught myself to like, when those moments happen, like soak it in, man, yeah. soak up every drop because that's what keeps you going. You know, I, to the next day. I I make it a habit year. of when anything good happens and it happens in class, I try to make it a habit of, like, I may sound like I'm being a smart aleck, but I try to make it a habit of being like, you know, hey, this is the reason that I got into teaching. Right. It's for, like, little moments like this, like the yeah. small victories. Like, you're never, like, never going to hit it out of the park. Because the kids that you think you're hitting out of the park with, guess what? They're, they would they'll be fine without you. Mm-hmm. Like, you could give them a book and a computer, and they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll do it. But it's the small victories, like, that, that, that get me by. Yeah. How about you, is a second year teacher. This is his second year in the biz. Oh man, it's the first year was rough. First year, one of the most uh, there. There was a moment when some of my best students that came in to me after I like it was the last day of school. I messaged all of them and said, "Hey, you get you guys have made this a wonderful, great you know first year." And apparently they had no idea. And I didn't want to tell them because I I have this fear that they're going to take advantage of it. That was a really good idea. <laughs> but they like burst into my room during my conference period and were like, we didn't know this was your first year. You did such a good job. You couldn't mm-hmm. tell. It was great. Tell you what, man, you you faked it with the best of them. You did, you did a great job <laughs> your first year. I don't know about that. There's not, there's not a whole lot of first year teachers that I think could have been as successful in the classroom as you were like, and it may have not seemed like a successful year, but I mean, that's just, that's the nature of the beast, but it's just a matter of like how I measure my success. Cause that's not consistent. Sometimes I measure my success on how many kids lied to me that day. And that's, it changes drastically from day to day. <laughs> if you just heard that noise, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just, uh, I'm sorry, Dr. They're giving me yeah. more work that I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> just open, opened up an adult beverage. We're actually sitting in a bar uh, at that I built. This is Doctor Bar. It's yeah, in, this is a great environment. It's in say. it's in my house, and um, we built it. Uh, my old lady and I built it. Old lady, or my wife and I, we built it yesterday. <laughs> we, we built it yesterday. This so needs to be on film, man. Like she just heard That's that. What I'm talking about. She's get, like, get yeah. the video running. If you can see the facial expressions from from everybody, when it, you it, mentioned the pale skinned ginger, she walked by and pointed <laughs> at her face. <laughs> no, this is that's the good stuff. That's what you have to pay extra for. I have a question as the voice of reason. Um, does anybody know how long that we've been going? And do we need to wrap it up? No, no, I know, I know exactly how long no. I'm going. Yeah, no, I like this needs to be an hour. At least an hour long show because well, we have so much case, to talk about. We've got 13 minutes to go at least. Well, then it needs to be a two hour show because I'm having way too much fun. 
<laughs> like if we cut this off in an hour, but like man, there was so much stuff we could have talked about. One hour. Well, I think one hour. We need. We need. No. Send us an email and tell us how long you want this show to be. Let's, what was the email let's again? Have, let's have an hour teachers podcast. off task. We'll have an unedited version that they can buy an extra for. How teachers about that? off task <laughs> at gmail.com gmail. yeah. No, we don't want people to buy our podcast. Oh yeah, you've got to subscribe. No, it's be expensive. Well, you can it's subscribe, but subscribe for free. Like Joe Rogan doesn't sell his podcast. <laughs> he could, you know, he gets his money from like advertisements. So like once again, like. A Waterburger could you know exactly. could sponsor us, or and, can I inter- can I interject here? Mm-hmm. How we're we gonna monetize Taco Bueno? <laughs> oh look at this! This Taco, is a, we love Taco Bueno. This is a a, a real um, beef muchaco. <laughs> this is something that we <laughs> can do. Taco to. Bueno. <laughs> Dude, my family eats Taco Bueno at least once a week. So shout out! Hey, look at this! Uh, look at this headline. It says. Brewing beer that tastes fresh longer using using chemistry and genetics. And the reason I I brought this up is because we're actually drinking some of my home brew right now. It is delicious that I made. It's a it's a brown ale that I made prior to Thanksgiving holiday. I can't remember too much. When was it exactly? Yeah, it was in October. But anyhow, you know the whole fermentation. It's it's home brew, and it's actually really. It's actually a really simple process. Like, it's not all that I've difficult. Heard, I've heard the opposite. I've heard it takes, like, 23 steps, and it's been some of the more complicated things. Like, it's easier to make wine than it is to make beer. Really? That's what, I, that's what I've been told. I mean, I, I guess I'm buying the wrong stuff, because, like, the stuff I buy, like, you throw it in a pot, you boil it together, and then you throw some yeast in it. Obviously not while it's still hot, because you'll kill the yeast, and it won't ferment. All right, you want to talk about yeast? No, I don't. Oh. I want to talk about bears. I want to talk about beer. Look, we're getting off Beers, tasks. bears, Battlestar Galactica. Beers. Okay, well. I've been needing to pee for about 45 minutes. Well, why don't you go do that and <laughs> I want to talk about something. Talk about bears? Yeah. <laughs> teacher bladders. Why don't you talk about teacher right? bladders? Right? Teacher bladders. When I'm at school, like, I can, I can go freaking all day without mm-hmm. having to go to the bathroom but when i get home and i have two beers it's like every 45 minutes <laughs> dude you not even 45 minutes like every 30 minutes like people don't know that when we like you it's not like a normal person like you can't go to the bathroom whenever you want because you no. have like 30, 30 kids in your room miters in this room that if you leave them for five minutes, you'll come back and there will be drugs and newborn babies in your room. And people will be on fire. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. nobody understands that. Like, everyone's like, ah, oh, it can't be that hard to be a teacher. Dude, screw you. Try holding uh, your pee. Don't even. Well, you got, you've got five minutes in between those classes. In five minutes. Business. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's going to take me at least two minutes to get to the bathroom. That's if there's no other teacher in the bathroom in there blowing it up before I get in there. <laughs> and if they That's blow the it up. Dude, I like open the door and they blew it up. I'm like, I'm gonna wait. Like, I'll just, I'll just hold it for an hour and a half. And like, these kids are like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Gotta go to the bathroom, dude. I've been holding my pee for five hours. You can't hold it for five minutes. You gotta be kidding me. And everyone's like, oh, what if these kids get like a bladder infection? What if I get a bladder infection? Like, I'm 40 years old. And these kids are these kids are 17 years old. They went to the bathroom five minutes before. Like, dude, I've been drinking all this water. Like, perfect. You're not gonna get a bladder infection because you've been drinking all this water. You're gonna be okay. I promise you. <laughs> 
I've, oh. I've, I like I like my new policy. It's actually worked beautifully. What policy are you using? Um, the policy I have right now is every month I print out an individual bathroom pass for each person, which sounds really tedious. But it, it's what? Not that much. Yeah, a, a little. I, I you know, it, it takes like two pages to print everyone's bathroom pass for each class. Yeah, and everyone gets their own little personal one that has three check boxes. So they get three passes a, a month. Yep, three passes a month. They get to take. They get to go to the bathroom during my class three times a month, really? or more. They can. They can go if they, they. And a lot of them do lose their bathroom pass, but they can go if they still don't have their bathroom pass. They just have to borrow it from someone else's. So I've created a commodity within hmm. my classroom. Oh, so, so okay. Now the students that just like don't want to talk to anybody and just want to get out of the classroom, and they lose their bathroom pass. Well, you gotta ask somebody for it. And there's always, and that's that's also the case too. Is like my best of students never go to the bathroom during class have the bathroom passes that they let other people you're creating bathroom capital in Mm -hmm. your classroom i am and it's working great i never had like last year last year and that might have just been my first year and they knew um but they would like i would have like a whole line of people like a whole queue that that was like seven people long of people that needed to go to the bathroom and then one person would end up taking like 20 minutes and then everyone would complain like we really gotta go but like now since i've made the bathroom passes i hardly have anybody ask me to go to the bathroom and if they do it's not just like hey can i go to the bathroom or hey can I? they all ask at the same time for some reason whatever um it's because they all they, they just raise they, the bathroom pass and i know what they need they, they right. all got the text message at the same time that there's someone with a freaking thc e, 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 vape pen in the bathroom so that's why they all- <laughs> whoa, whoa what'd you do what was that oh man we're in dr bar and uh, one of the beer tins <laughs> fell down. It's the packing in 24 of the Texas suitcase beer tin. Yeah, don't put it back there. Shit, it's going to fall down again. No, I'll put it up when I try. I, I oh. Just lay it down. It's fine. It's All fine. Right. What is this tin, by the way? Like, are you supposed to are you expected to cook things in this? Or is well, this? I think I, I think you serve... I've seen places serve like raw oysters on them. Uh, but other than that, I don't, I don't think you actually really do right anything now. with the tins. Like, there's like... Look at this. Like you got the Schmitz tin over here. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Like the only thing you can do is like put ice on the bottom and put oysters on top. I mean, if you're hors d'oeuvres, hors d'oeuvres. You walk around with some hors d'oeuvres. What's your favorite hors d'oeuvre, Doctor? I don't really have favorites. That's my that's my oh flaw. My and that's the one flaw in my personality is I don't have favorites. You sound like my wife. <laughs> no, like it's like my kids are like, who's your favorite student? I'm like, I don't have favorites. Whoa. Who's your favorite class? I don't have favorites. They're like, oh, you got to have a favorite that's student. That's what you say. That's, that's what, what you, no, you say. But it's true. I don't have favorite students. I only have How students can... that I don't hate. You're so all of so them are your favorite. Of it. He's, <laughs> like, he's so full of it. No, like, but it's true. Like, I don't have like, okay, well, which... What's your favorite? What's your favorite color? I don't have a favorite color. A blue, what is an I hors d'oeuvre that Doctor would serve at Doctor? Think about that. Because uh, this guy cooks egg rolls. Too. You know what egg rolls? Egg I rolls. Like egg rolls. I would. I would do egg rolls. Brisket egg roll. We could do brisket egg rolls or pulled pork egg rolls. We there could do go. like little sushi bites. I make this thing called redneck sushi where like mm. you know, you do everything that's the same thing. You make everything the same. You have your little deal of sticky rice that you have. and But instead of raw fish, you use pulled pork. And it's just basically like a piece of barbecued pork Dude. on top of a big thing of sticky sweet rice. And it's freaking amazing. All right, goals for next he Sunday. He just threw it out there. Like, now the world knows. Mm-hmm. Now the world knows. Yeah. I've been cooking some interesting things lately. 
trying to at least not lately lately but i need i need to talk about his like redneck asian fusion <laughs> like seriously it's like it's, it's one of the most it's one of the things that captivated me about dr when i first realized that like he was asian um and he has this because he's like he's so redneck like he drives a big old pickup truck he hunts he's uh he cut all he eats is meat i'm pretty sure like <laughs> <laughs> of things that he's killed himself mm-hmm. um but he he has this like but he's also like a doctor like he has three master's degrees he has a doctorate um he's really really intelligent and then and like he, he makes like this redneck asian fusion like at, at egg roll which is Asian, mm-hmm. but he throws freaking pulled pork in it. You know? Mm. It's it's amazing. Oh, I love me some Asian fusion. But yeah, he's like I don't know. Some some what people are cooking? some people are born humbly. Some people have to learn it. Uh cooking lately, it's been risotto. It's been it's been my main jam. Because I've just been trying to make the make use of our yes. Instapot. Because I don't like to wait when I cook, and I like to do as minimal cooking as possible. It'll last me a longer amount of time. But the yeah. crock pot stuff? Is that what you're saying? Instapot stuff. It's like pressure cooking. Ooh. Yeah. Things cook a lot quicker when you cook them under pressure. Well, yeah. would have brought that out earlier. Talk about the physics of pressure cookers? Well, you know, we could. I, I feel like I was listening to, uh, what's his name? Joe Rogan's podcast earlier, yesterday. And uh, he had Neil Tyson deGrasse, or is it Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson? <laughs> Neil, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson on there, and Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, he makes everything so just like he makes it amazing. He's like, imagine you're at the top of Mount Everest, and you need to cook some soup. It's going to be boiling at. 150 degrees Fahrenheit instead of 212. So you're going to have to boil it longer. <laughs> He's like, why is he making it so suspenseful? Like, shit. Was that the same episode where that was like two hours long or something? Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm sure it was. Like, all, all of Joe Rogan's stuff is two hours long. But the one with Neil deGrasse Tyson was, I mean, like, he just makes everything just so... Imagine you're on this planet. <laughs> like, oh my god, he's talking about Earth. Like, okay, I'm on Earth. He's like, and around you are trees and animals. You're like, oh does my god. Does he say god. trees or does he say like, there's these things growing from the Earth? Like, go straight <laughs> there's up these to green the sky. things full of this molecule called chlorophyll. And Joe Rogan's like, oh yeah, what's chlorophyll? Like, <laughs> just like, what? Why is he making it? sounds so crazy it's not okay look man dude i do that all the time like like in class because i'm like because you take things for granted you do like if you grew uh, like if like you you like you grow up in a nice home you always have clothes you always have food you always have like you know whatever you want like you take that for granted like and we take it for granted like the um i can't think of anything right now but i'm like like i like i pointed out to the kids i'm like bro listen to what I'm saying. If you take this magnet and you run it by a wire, you can power a light bulb. Yes. Like you can, like you can make electricity with a freaking piece of metal and a magnet. Well, let's talk about how you do that. Let's talk about the science behind that because it's one of the things that like, 
<laughs> Neil Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about it. like you have these like all these simple In experiments, a world. yeah, all these <laughs> simple experiments that you know two hundred years ago would have been considered like magic. But it's yes. not really magic. Yes. Like, if if science is behind, he said one of the, one of the things that he said was if if the science behind what you see is beyond beyond your comprehension, then it is no different than magic. Yeah. Yes, I, I like I I argue the, the fact that like you can call it science, but that shit. I mean that stuff. It's, <laughs> <laughs> making my job harder. That that it's, it's cool, man. We can bleep it out. It's fine. It is like it is magic. Like like I, I even posted because like the school is really big on like pushing Twitter, and so I finally decided to make a Twitter account, and I posted a video on there with like a, like a, a electrostatic wand. And like making this like butterfly made out of aluminum foil fly around the room, like that's magic. <laughs> that's you can explain it how you want, you know, with science, but it's magical. There was something that um, Stephen Murray, um, shout out to him. I don't know if a lot of teachers or anybody really understands him unless they teach Stephen physics. Murray? Stephen, is it Murray? Thought so. And spelled with an A. Anyway, Stephen Murray has his own website. Yeah, M U R R A Y. Is that If Stephen Murray is listening, you know, mm-hmm. maybe one day, he, email, email us and let us know. All right? <laughs> Teachers like all task like at gmail.com. His teaching philosophy, though, was great because he said, uh, you know, if, if you, he, he said, when you do demonstrations and anything you do, and make it simple so they understand. Understand like the workings of what's going on. Because yes. if you if you tell them that this is how it works, and they ask you why, and you just say because I said so, what you're teaching is religion. You're not teaching science. Sure. Oh, sure. religion. Yeah. Is that something we can talk about, or should we not? No. Okay. All right, how close we can. are we to an hour? No, we got to keep going, man. We can't just like cut it off Dude, because we can it reaches still an hour. go chill outside by the fire, you know, and we can still. Drink beer, <laughs> yeah, but like we can't, dude. No, we, we got we got really we got good points going here. Like, there's no no there's no rule in time space continuum that says we can only Let's ask be Bridget, this an hour. who just walked into the studio, <laughs> aka Doctor Bridget. What time should we shut this off? I think you guys need to remember you want multiple episodes. Correct. Therefore, you should stop talking at some point. We are, (laughs) dude, we're teachers, man. We're going to have a whole new arsenal of things to talk about next week. And it will go on forever. God knows what's going to happen at school this week. Hundreds and hundreds of hours. Voice of reason. I am at no no shortage of things to complain about. I'm going to say an hour. We need to make sure we don't, I say an hour and a half. I say an hour and a half. Multiple podcasts. They're always an hour long. True, I agree. I think an hour and a half. Oh. <laughs> well, we can. We or can. here's what we could do: is we could like cut off this recording and then be like, "Hey, start the w- next welcome episode. To ep- <laughs> welcome to episode. This is Teachers Off Task, episode two. Don't say gravity. Like that. <laughs> this you, is Teachers Off Task. Circular motion. I do honestly. I do kind of like the idea of doing multiple episodes in a day. That's true, but mm-hmm. yo, it's my wife's birthday. <laughs> oh, well, so I got till three o'clock. I told her I'm leaving at three, so I got to stop drinking at two. Um, so I got about ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. Ten okay, more minutes. well, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. All this right. is uh, this has been Thank Teachers you. Off Task. I am Paul. Yeah. <laughs> doctor, I'm Doctor.
And uh, yeah, we appreciate you tuning in and cue the music. This podcast is brought to you by three guys that teach physics and myself, Paul, and two other mysterious people who I bleeped out because we have not settled on names yet. This podcast is also brought to you by Fake Ads Plus. Are you making a podcast and need fake ads to play during your closing music sound roll thing? Then contact Fake Ads Plus or just contact me. I'll make your music. I can make some fake ads for you. And I guess that would be a real ad in that case. Um, this podcast is also brought to you by Whataburger. Maybe? Hopefully you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we enjoyed making it. If you want to reach out to us, please do at teachersofftask at gmail.com. Or you can find us on any social media site. Just search Teachers Off Task. Goodbye.